Y'all, we wouldn't be here without Youth Scene, the organization that sponsors this podcast, How to Be Queer. Youth Scene envisions a society where young people are empowered as individuals to access non-judgmental and unbiased treatment in every aspect of their lives. They encourage the creative creation of a community that celebrates everyone's worth, diverse characteristics, and dignity. Youth Scene provides mental wellness, resources, education, and support for all the LGBTQ communities, including youth and their families. So head on over to Youth Scene, that's youth, S-E-E-N dot org, and click on connect to give your money to support this organization dedicated to supporting our queer, trans, black, indigenous people of color communities. Hey, Balls of Magic, welcome back to How to Be Queer. Hello, I'm back again. How are you, Alex? Who are you? My name's Kim, my pronouns are she, her. My name is Alex. My pronouns are they, them. And welcome to How to Be Queer. Before we do anything, you guys know what we're going to do. We're going to thank our sponsor. Youth Scene. S-E-E-N. If you have been listening to this podcast, you have absolutely no excuse not to go over to their website and click that donate button. Right, Alex? All the monies. (laughs) Please support this organization. They not only bring you this podcast, but they also do. I'm going to have Alex, would you tell everybody what Youth Scene does? We do lots of things, mental wellness. We have a program called Trans Scene, Camp Scene. Yeah, all the things. All the things, events, so many things. My brain's exploding. But they're an amazing organization. We would not be here without them. It's important. Listeners, please go and uh, shoot them a couple dollars and say thanks for all the work that you do in the community. And we've got two very special people with us today. We do. I'm so giddy right now. Oh. <laughs> okay. Who wants to go first and tell our listeners who you are? You're, we're sitting at our kitchen table together. Captain Underbite is running around somewhere. He's outside. I see him. My name is Feli. Name is Demeter, everyone. How are you doing? Um, my pronouns are uh, whatever you want, as long as it's good intentions. But if I have a wig on, you better call me your highness. <laughs> Welcome, Felony. Hi. And who's our other guest? I am Zara Mr. Meaner. Um, I accept all pronouns, but when I'm in a wig, I want to be called she, her. Um, but when I don't have a wig on, all pronouns are accepted. Yeah. Well, welcome to How to Be Queer. Thanks for having Thanks. us. I'm excited to learn how to be queer. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know I'm doing it wrong, apparently. <laughs> Listeners, I really hope you're ready for quite a journey over the, the, the next, well, however long. We never really know how long because we're a highly produced podcast. We never really know how long we're going to talk for. So we just kind of talk. But one of the reasons why we wanted, well, besides the fact that we both, we love you both so much. I love y'all too. Listeners, you heard about our wedding extensively on this podcast. And these were two people that were a part of our wedding, which is amazing. And thank you again for being, thank you. for that making so it. Great making it such a special day, but there's going to be another podcast and you guys are going to be the host. Can you tell us like a little bit, like what, what you're planning to do? Um, we're going to talk a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can totally drop shit. You can drop whatever you can drop. I love that. Okay, good. What else can I say? Say everything. Everything. So I was sweating. So now I want to start. So you guys are going to start your own podcast because, and we want whoever's listening to this podcast, like you're going to want to go listen to theirs. 
but tell everybody who wants to go first and just tell our listeners, like, who are you? You guys are looking at each other. We are looking at each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, who are we as the podcast or who are we as individuals? I want to know who you are as individuals, and then we'll get more into the podcast. Oh, man. So both of you are very well-known. Yeah. Very well-known performers. For for a good minute. I moved here at the end of 03. So I I guess we're beginning of uh, 04. Actually, it was December 17th, 2003 is when I moved here. Where did you move here from? El Paso, Texas. Oh, I didn't yeah, know from a from desert Texas. to this, I uh, moved here in the snow. I, I about turned around and uh, yeah, <laughs> and a stupid move, <laughs> stupid. But um, yeah, oh uh, three, and um, I didn't. Yeah, I hated it. The snow, I still hate, fucking hate it. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know why I'm still here. Oh, yeah, I do. But yeah, um, moved here in oh uh, three. I didn't start doing drag immediately i think i started it in february of 04 i competed for miss gay colorado and um i got runner up um who won uh tracy edwards this is her name okay uh, may she rest in peace um she's great but i should have won best gown i don't doubt that <laughs> Did, didn't you do drag in, in texas too i did i started in 2000 so i've been doing drag for 21 years now she's the classic awesome. an oldie but a goodie yeah, that's like in dog years, it's like 85. <laughs> <laughs> Drag years is the same yeah. as, as dog years. Pretty much, yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, <laughs> my toes at least say they. It's, it's been 84 years. Of, of being in high heels and running around. I can't do it for five minutes, so I don't know how. I don't know how. It's usually alcohol is involved or lots of marijuana in my case. I spoke the marijuana. So tell me, what got you started in drag? Or what was the draw for you? Uh, well, I, the draw, there wasn't really a draw, to be honest. The first time I seen it, I didn't know. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Um, but um, how it all started was uh, one of my friend, good friends, David, uh, Super Dave back in El Paso, was the manager of this place called San Antonio Mining Company. And uh, he was having a birthday party, and one of the drag girls dropped out. He said, hey. I know you know Janet Jackson. I said, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold up a second. You know well, Janet no, 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 Jackson, no, no, no. or you know her, I, like you know her, how to her, be yeah, her. Yeah, okay, her got dancers. you. Oh, I wish. I did meet her once, and that's in a whole other story. It was okay. February 26, 2008. <laughs> You're good with dates. This is amazing. <laughs> Only significant dates, you know, things that really. Um, Meeting Janet Jackson would be a significant. It was absolutely. Yeah, well. We'll go back to her. But okay. um, yeah, um, and so he asked, he, he said, if I get you dressed up, would you perform for me? I said, yeah. You know, so someone got me in drag and I performed. I did Janet Jackson, then I did Missy Elliott, and then Bjork. Uh, it was, and so then I just got bit by the drag bug and then been doing it ever since. Yeah. And yeah, that was like September 27th of 2000. And you're still doing it. Yeah. And very, very well known. Thank you. I've been yeah. sleeping with lots of people to do that. <laughs> Please hurry up. All right, Zara. Okay, we're gonna give Zara. Oh my a god, I love you so much. <laughs> when did you? When did you? Are you from Colorado? Did you come to Colorado? And when did you start your drag 
Ms. Zara. So I am a Colorado Denver native, um, born and raised here. Um, and I started performing in drag. That's when I count it is when I started performing. I started performing in drag in 2014 and it was actually Halloween um, X bar. Kelly, oh boy. the bartender at um, X bar. Is Kelly the, the, the Kelly is uh, presents as female. Yes. Uh-huh. And wears like a knit hat with like long yeah. hair. I have many a lesbian friend that is obsessed with Kelly. I'm obsessed X-Bar. with Kelly. Okay. I would always be like, oh my God, if I was a lesbian, we Kelly. would be together. Yeah. I would tell her that often too. I was like, I just want you to know that if I was a lesbian, we'd probably be in a long-term committed relationship. Yeah. One of my friends that I listens to this podcast, it. she's a lesbian. <laughs> Every time you would go to X-Bar, <laughs> she would be like, there's Kelly. Oh, Kelly's hot. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of lesbians in Denver mm-hmm. know Kelly. Okay, yeah. keep going. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. So <laughs> Kelly asked me to host their um, Halloween costume contest. And I said, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, and I asked if I could perform. And I performed, I put a spell on you from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> People are going to be really mad that I hesitated on that. I forgot <laughs> for just a second. <laughs> and it's raining men. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I, I didn't stretch. I do remember this. I didn't stretch, and I went into a split and um, pulled a groin muscle. Ouch! And it was yeah. It was painful for like six months. Oh, oh that sounds painful. So w- usually, if you see me in like the dressing room before shows, I'm like stretching, and people are always like, "Oh my god, you stretch!" Yes, and everybody should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she stretches are used as poppers. <laughs> Whatever is quickest. Whatever is quickest. Whatever I have time for. I don't have time. Poppers. Give me poppers. I'll get loose real quick. Yeah. Okay. So you, Alex, you have you when when you're performing drag as tray suits, you have performed with both of these individuals here as well. Yes. I imagine the backstage area with you guys to be like super, super fun and like high energy. Is that really what it's like backstage at drag or are you guys kind of like all in your own heads? Sometimes backstage is more fun than on stage. Yeah, it that's is. where the show really is. I'd rather stay backstage. <laughs> so tell me, like, give us it for, for those of us that are just sitting out front with like our dollar bills. Like, what is it like behind the scenes? It, it depends on the show, what's going on, how many people are involved, um, who's involved. Cause some, there's some shows where are like, ugh. I'm here performing. Oh, damn. It's not going to be a good night. Mm-hmm. People's energy affects it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The crowd and then people backstage too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's always a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talk a lot of shit. Yeah. And now I bring music everywhere I go. It's, it's always so a party. Awesome. And it's surround sound. Like she has all these speakers all around. Yeah. Oh, it's a good time. Yeah. yeah backstage like, is always so much fun. Is. I remember. Um, <laughs> You and I, you you were talking to someone. You're like, "Oh my god!" And when then we started doing the, it was kind of I was lip syncing Zara, who was like, "Oh my, I oh can't my god!" Even, yeah. So one of the one of the queens was putting on her lip, and she overdrew her lip, and so she starts freaking out. She's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And so everyone stops, and it's like, oh, "What's wrong?" Like, "Oh my god!" Was it? She's like, "My lip." <laughs> So we're like, uh, and then I think it was um, Veronica at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was like, just draw the other side the same way. 
Oh, oh yeah. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Backstage is a lot of fun. Yeah. Sometimes it is way more fun than being on stage. So take me then. So as the non-drag performer here, I want you guys, and all, this is a question for all three of you, because I know you, I'm, I'm looking at my wife here. I know that you've had a lot of experiences out on the stages as, as Trey. So when you guys come out from your backstage, you guys are having a great time together. You're going to perform. You guys are, are full-time performers too, or, or were. So what do we consider a full-time? Full, yeah. Full yeah, I don't know what that is. It seems like you perform <laughs> a lot. Yes. At like how many days a week? At least two. So, yeah, and it's, mo- and it's usually three. like weekends, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and later at night. Or sometimes yes. you guys do brunches. Brunches. Yeah. I, I try to stick brunches. to brunches. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people get shit faced at those brunches, though. They give you all their money. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, this is what I want to get yeah. into. So money's better during the day than it is at night. Yep. Totally. Mm-hmm. So much, like hands down, one hundred percent better. People yep. tip better during the day when they're at brunch. They come with dollars, like yes. they know that they're here to get to tip the performers. And yeah, it's and a different crowd. It's yeah. a straight cis crowd, mm-hmm. and um, they're not used to. Uh, drag, you know, like us LGBTQ gays, whatever we've seen it all, mm-hmm. and you know, like okay, well, we've seen that already. Yeah, but the you straight, know. the straight, the straight, straight people come. The drag. Why come. do you think that is? TV. Yeah, yeah. RuPaul's, RuPaul's really brought that out there in the forefront. Mm-hmm. It's very accessible now. Mm-hmm. It's literally everywhere. Right. Everywhere. So everybody wants it. Mm-hmm. And everybody does it, like all bars, especially LGBTQ, um, IA plus bars and clubs. There, there's always some type of drag element. And now we're invading all the quote unquote cis places. You know, we're doing drag brunches there. Mm-hmm. There's, I swear, there's a drag brunch, million drag brunches over the weekend. Like really, there's. Um, you want to go to a drag brunch, you could find one. So how does it feel for, for any of you? Like if you're in a cishet place doing drag versus an LGBTQ place, like, is there, does, does there feel like a difference for you as a performer? Or is it just like, no, the crowd's here and I they're into they it. They treat you better. They, at the cishet bars? The cis, they do. Yeah, they treat you better. They, they pay, pay you, you more. better. They give you what you want. They treat you like a rue girl. Yeah. They're like, that we is... have a drag queen in house. Let's let's take yeah. care of them. Let's, yeah. Let's that is amazing. Yeah. There's a drag entertainer here. Let's take care of them. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just say, I feel like I've taken more risks on stage being at a cishet bar than I do on mm. in a, the in the LGBTQ spaces. Why do you think that is? Um, I think the word that pops up right away is just no, I mean, no matter there's still the fear of judge, judgment of like you're in your own community but you're still afraid of being judged and then it's like counterproductive or kind of backwards but in the cishet bar it's like ah fuck it yeah they're gonna like it they're gonna like it it no matter Mm -hmm. what yeah yep so for for so this is funny because a bunch of times when when alex was doing drag i would invite our cishet friends to come with me to see alex perform and they would google right like what do i need to do when i go to a drag show so for all That's I know, awesome. I wish more people, more so, people did that. So for any of our <laughs> listeners out there that are like, well, I want to go to a drag brunch. Can we talk about like what you need to know when you go to see one of you perform? Like, what do you want the audience to know? That you're there to have fun. So first and foremost, have fun. We've seen some people that just go and just 
Yeah, just sit there. Like, why are you going to come to a drag show and just sit there? Yeah. Like, like you want fun. people up and into if, it. If you ever wanted to be ratchet and loud and crazy, like going to a drag show, that's your time to do that. Like be loud, be crazy, be free. Because that's what we want. Yeah. The more that you give to us, the more we're going to give to you. And I think that's what's so awesome about like straight crowds is they, they're just so excited. And they're like, yeah, let's do this. Oh my God, they're here. This is great. And you get that energy and you're like, all right. I'm going 110% full mm-hmm. force. Let's do it. Versus 60. <laughs> right? <laughs> Doing 60 today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some of the other like do's? Like you, I know what, and I, you guys, I, I can't even say it, but what's the thing around dollar bills? What do you always, always tell the audience around having Tip your- that hoe. That's what I like to say. <laughs> See, I feel like that sounds Tip way better coming out of your mouth than mine. If you yeah. like it, tip it. If you don't like it, tip, tip it. it. $5. <laughs> yeah, it's always give me more. Mm-hmm. So show up at a drag show with wanting to have fun, being totally out there, bring your dollar bills, your $5 bills because mm-hmm. you tip your performers. That's mm-hmm. customary, right? Yep. And then when, when, when you, 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 y'all were amazing and and making our celebration, everything, but there was some, there were a couple of things that happened in ours that I was like, Oh, some of our guests are not familiar. And there was the walk through when someone's on stage. Can you guys talk about like, that's a definite don't, right? Cause it it's a show. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't go to a concert at a Janet Jackson concert and go walk across. up on stage. No, I need to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to walk across. <laughs> Her performance. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> sorry, like, Janet. Sorry, Janet. Sorry, you're I performing. Know you're performing. Like, but yeah. I gotta pee. It's just rude and disrespectful. Like, there's a performance space for a reason. Um, so just let the entertainer have that space, and you just stand there or sit there and enjoy it. You don't need to be walking through. Yeah, and if you don't want to see it, you go have a hundred dollars. If you have a hundred dollar bill, then I will. I, that's just me personally. No, it's not just you. <laughs> I'll let you walk on stage. Yes, yeah, but you, you gotta cross walk that up stage. to me first. Mm-hmm. Hand me that hundred dollars, and then you can yeah. go to the bathroom. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, but or it has to, to be a hundred dollar bill. If it's anything less, I'm gonna kick you in the face. Or if it's like a hundred, if it's like a hundred ones, <laughs> I'll take it. It's yeah, hundred. It. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that. It's, it's still a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And then what, the other thing I see people do a lot is they 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 cross the boundary of touching. Yeah, and. And like, I, I understand, like they're excited. Booze is usually involved with drag shows. So I get it, but yeah, maybe not. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Keep your hands to yourself. And I try to like, I touch people all the time, but I try to get their consent, you know, like, Hey, is it okay if I touch you? Yeah. If anybody's listening, you have my consent. <laughs> so you're okay with touching. <laughs> okay. Yeah, totally. Well, and I'll say like, when I think about the different venues around town, you know, there's there's some stages that the audience can't touch you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and then the then the bar like like X bar that it's just the like you have a space on the floor, but there's no space between you and them. So it's like you know, you remind people like stay back, but they still are like it maybe they're drunk or whatever, and so there's actually no physical barrier between you and them, and then it becomes even a little bit more curious sometimes. And I think the problem too is like you'll tell someone, hey, don't, you know, touch the entertainer or don't walk across the stage and they continue to do it. That's when it becomes a problem. Like, okay, yeah, you didn't know. So I'm going to let you know. Don't, you know, um, get on the stage when an entertainer is performing. Okay. But if you're going to continue to do it, I'm probably going to kick you out. 
Right. I'm probably going to ask for management or security to kick you out. Like we shouldn't have to tell you two or three times to stay off of the stage. I feel like that's too, when like alcohol comes into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they just turn into assholes. You know, that's like, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's always bad. Yeah. We've talked about this on our podcast a lot too, that sometimes in the, and I would notice this more at X bar than, and boy, like, I guess I'm just going to drop all the places, but at X bar, I noticed this, that even when we would go there as a couple and we would be like, oh, we're going to see a show, not when you would even be performing, but like, it's late night, we're going to go out and, and, you know, we're dancing and stuff. There would be, there's always the people there that are voyeuring a little bit. Mm. And that to me was always, it's, and it always it seems like it's a couple where the, the husband is like, Hey, look at those lesbians over there. Do you think, honey, you might want to, I'm like, we're not here for your, so we've talked about that a lot on this podcast of like, if you are a, a cis het person and you are going into queer spaces, that space is not about you taking up space. It's exactly. oh, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So I have a funny story. So <laughs> I have a straight friend and he um, will sometimes come out and he's very attractive. And so (laughs) gay man will hit on him and I literally will just back up and just stand there and just watch. And it is so much fun. So how does he react? Is he just like, I'm okay, no thanks. He's like looking for help, like, hey. And we're just like. (laughs) Night and a half. But he keeps coming back. Yeah. So he's okay. Yeah, he's fine. I want to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. I want to meet him mm-hmm. with, so my wig on. on. with yeah. my wig on. on yeah. I will. I would, I would do like, I hey, you need to suck his your wedding. dick in the bathroom. Yeah. It's a little inside joke. You guys. He and his wife. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> little, little joke for sharing. Oh. oh, Rosie came to say hi. Hi, Rosie. Rosie came. So, so tell me a little bit about, so when we're, I'm going backwards now. So you both come to Denver or you're, you've always in Denver, but you start performing. What was it like as a drag performer coming onto the Denver scene? Give me the good, the bad, and the. It was, I hate to say it, it was kind of whack. It was? Yeah. Well, for me, it was, I moved here and no one wanted to, me to, well, I was like, hey, let me perform your show. Let me perform your show. This is, you know, what I've done. Because I, I was already Miss Gay uh, El Paso by that time. You know, I competed in, I was a pageant queen when I moved here. So I competed in Miss Gay Texas, which is one of the biggest contests in as far as pageant scene goes and prefer, you know, drag. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, yeah, no one wanted to deal with me at all. It wasn't until, um, I don't even know when. Um, when is, shoot. HIV Awareness Month. When is that? December. Is I was going to say, I think it's December. <laughs> okay. I don't think it was maybe till some t- Well, maybe it was the summer of 04. Um, my friend, I moved here with two friends and one of them was a manager of Dazzle Jazz Club. Oh, at the yeah. Time. Okay. And uh, Nicole Summers, hey girl, if you're listening, um, wanted I to- I love her. Me too. She's the greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was having her HIV uh, fundraiser uh, and um, she wanted to have it at Dazzle. And my friend said, hey, if you want to have the show here, you have to put my friend Felody in the yeah. show. And so I was putting the show and then people were like, oh my God, who's this bitch? And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I've been here for a minute, you know, trying to talk to you motherfuckers. <laughs> and now finally, <laughs> so it was really, that was the time when I was finally seen in Denver. And then I was asked to do the show guest spot, guest spot. And then, um, yeah, then I paved my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about knowing. Well, 
Yeah. It's about who you know. Um, I've always been a performer. Um, I was a musical theater kid my whole life. Um, so I was always performing, but um, it was Kelly. So let me go back a little bit. Okay. So I would always go out as a social queen. I call myself a social queen. I never performed. What's a social like queen mean? Getting dressed up in drag and just, just going out. out okay. Just to fun. hang out. Yeah. Okay. Kind of so like the Halloween do, queens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would do that all the And that's how Kelly like knew that I like did drag and like just asked like, hey, would you be interested in hosting this event? But like a lot of my performance experience comes from theater. Mm-hmm. So it was never like, I knew I could perform. Like that was never an issue. It was just trying to get that opportunity. And Shirley Delta Blow is another. Ooh, this is good speakers. Hold on a second. It's good microphones. Okay. Is that an automatic door opener? No, this is a Bo, please be quiet (laughs) silencer. It gives him a, so people are, you're used to this, that we're Captain Underbite at some point through every podcast makes his, his, his presence known, but we use a, um, that's actually Rosie, but we use a little, it vibrates on his neck. And just is like a hey, you're okay. Like stop oh, barking, calm oh, down. Oh, yeah. it's not like a shocker. No, I need that no. for some of my friends. Yeah, <laughs> they when they when we were training Bo, um, they had us hold the collar in our hand, and then they would you know you press the button, and it just it it's like a weird sensation. It's not it's Almost not a like good a vibrator. vibrator. Oh, okay, not like a vibrator. It's not like that. a chastity belt. <laughs> It's like a, it almost feels like extreme pins and needles. Oh, like when it's, your leg is waking up. When your leg oh, is waking up. I hate that feeling. I do too. I don't like it at all. And that's why you shut up too. Yeah. And so it's just supposed to be like. <laughs> so, so when you, so you guys get here, you, it's, you were saying it's about who you know. Yeah. Which sounds like it was for you too. It was getting like somebody that you knew at Dazzle. Yeah. Okay. And now I feel like it's a little easier with social media to like reach out to a show producer and be like, hey, if you have any um, spots or openings, please let me know. Um, And I, so I, I would perform every now and then, and then I lost my job. And this was 2017. I lost my job and I was like, I need some money. So I really started reaching out. And that's when I really started becoming a regular on the scene. Yeah. Because I was like, I need some money. <laughs> so I was reaching out to everybody, like, hey, if you have any show opportunities, performance spots, please let me know. I'll accept anything, a paid spot, a tip spot. Just please, you know just let me know. And that's when I really started meeting more and more people in the drag scene that are involved in the drag scene. And then your talent, I mean, you're so, you, you both are so incredibly talented that I'm sure once one venue started, did you find that every venue was open or were there some that were like harder to get into than others? Well, for me, at, for my time, it was, it was once they seen all doors opened. Yeah. It was, yeah. There weren't also weren't, weren't that. There weren't very many black queens on the on the scene at the time, so yeah, I was uh, one of the premieres um, from the beginning. So, which is sad, but but yeah, it, doors opened wide, very wide for me. Do you feel like there's representation now across queens and kings and non-binary performers? That's all identities, or does it still feel? Oh, it's so many now. Mm-hmm. It's so many. 
and it's great. And that's great. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It all all people are represented now. Um, <clears throat> I think, yeah, we just don't have any straight ones here. Thank goodness. Just kidding. They're okay too, I guess. <laughs> they're on TV now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a straight drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race yes. this season. So that's like for this is something we we also talk about in here a lot is understanding because Alex, I'm gonna ask you to to, to refresh me with all of this that because when you were getting back into so you were in drag when you were younger and then left it for a bit and then came back in. And when my experience with drag is I'm not I'm by no means a performer. You would never, I, this is, I can't stand being on stage. Our wedding was like a big deal for me to dance in front of people. Job. Oh my God. I remember you being really nervous about it. I think I was like <laughs> hanging on you back, like in before we came out and I was like, I don't want to do this. And I was in the bathroom with all the queens <laughs> and they were all looking at me like, get your shit together. We do this every day. You can walk down the stairs and I was like okay <laughs> Dixie, was, Dixie. Dixie was in there with us too and I mean you want to talk about an interesting wedding day I'm in there with like my little dress and my curling iron and there's all these queens in here that look like so stunning and I'm like I don't want to do this I wanted to get married I just was like I don't want to walk down these stairs can we just do it in here <laughs> I would have gotten married yeah. in that I mean the bathroom was really nice it was fun it was, yeah, it nice. was a great bathroom it was a huge bathroom but i wanted to get married i just was very nervous about having to dance in front of people and speak and all yeah it was never you alex it was never you it was never you (laughs) i know she was ready to marry you hi you said hi and i was like okay i stole that way around you it's pathetic anyway but you started you started drag when you're younger you left it and then came back to it but did you find it for you too when you came back in as tray suits it was because you weren't known in colorado you were known in ohio so then when you came out (laughs) when you came out here was it for you like you just had to get in there and then within a year you were on drag nation which is crazy to think about yeah. that. And I feel like probably one of the first kings to yeah. really step on that stage. Well, Bootsy was there, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Bootsy, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. still one of the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I when I moved out here in 2001, I forget, I must have, I mean, this was like pre-internet, like pre-social media, I even forget, but I before found- YouTube. Before YouTube, yeah. 60 South, they were doing a King's show and somehow I found I found the show and reached out and got and did a couple of shows down there, and then um, uh, I'm going off. I'm off How did path. you get back? How did you get into the Colorado scene? Oh, so then um, shout out to my friend Jackie, who was Jackie Summers. Fox, no, um, Foxy Teeny. She okay, thank goodness. Yeah, no, <laughs> Jackie's a was a drag king did a did a couple um shows here and there and said hey we're doing a show in fort collins at scrumpies scrumpies we went to scrumpies in fort collins yeah and so i was just this i just was like yep i would love to be a part of that and um that was like that was the first show i did um yeah i remember that (laughs) i remember that really well because you are you are also like you were saying like you um i'm looking at zara performance for you and then for you, pageant world, but all of you had in you with dance fitness, all of you were having some level of performance before you stepped onto a drag stage. Yeah, talent shows in high school for me. Mm-hmm. Like, Sweet. I loved it. I named it all. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I had a, I had a certain, um, you know, level of massive anxiety going, I mean, I love performing and I think it's, it's, it's fun and it's easy, but going back to drag was actually really hard and amazing because looking back, like I was so scared to, to get on stage because I thought everyone would see me, which they were. And because I was trying to unpack my gender and that was a whole other thing. Can we talk about that? Is that something for you too, as well? Like unpacking your gender, is that connected to you with performing? No, (laughs) not, no, no. Um, I mean, it it does help, but, um, that's not why. Yeah. Drag for you. mm -mm. Uh, it, it did help me become who, who I am, but that's not why I did it. I did it because I, I always wanted to be a star, you know, but I wasn't always the best actor, not the best singer, not the best uh, dancer, but I'm the, put them all together. I'm the best mediocre drag queen. <laughs> and you are not, there's nothing about Felony Misdemeanor that is mediocre. Right. No, absolutely not. That's why we're all laughing. You always slay. One of my favorite performers to watch. Thank oh, you. absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Magnetic. Yeah. Yeah. And but, I would say that if you weren't sitting right next to me. Thank you. You better. <laughs> so was there any connection for you with understanding your own gender and how that played out in drag? Not necessarily my gender, but it was a way for me to express, I guess, gender. Because as a, so when I was younger, like I was, I was a very effeminate kid and I loved traditional um, women, feminine things. And I was always told, no, 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 that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. And so being able to do drag gave me that outlet to really express myself and and it was okay for me to wear wigs and jewelry and heels and paint my nails and wear makeup like it was okay so it was a way for me to express myself through femininity yeah same yeah alok talks about on the podcast we were listening to yesterday about drag is just it's kind of like it's contained expression so I mean, and that's my word, not, not a lokes, but that I left, I could leave, I could be my gender on stage, but then off stage in the world, I had to put it all deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I haven't transitioned because, you know, I like, you know, uh, I, I could be both at the same time and not have to deal with uh, any quote unquote repercussions or anything when, when, the, when the shit is off. And that's another, and gender for me personally is, expression oh absolutely i don't i don't really take it as identity like oh this is who i am i'm a man or i'm a woman or i'm both or i'm none of it it's it's all just a way for me to express myself i express myself through masculinity and femininity femininity and and that's just how i express myself like i yeah, this I, is I consider it a way of expression for me. This is this is for for me being um I this has been a real area of growth and expansion for me in the last couple of years that especially as Al, as as being a partner with someone who did transition because probably like most people I was born and they were like, "Hey, it's a girl and here are all the girl things that you're going to do the rest of your life." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um some of those things really align for me and some of those things don't. But I never had the language, especially as a young person, to understand that. Mm-hmm. And so I remember Alex, um, I learned a lot from Alex. 
And one of the things that Alex had told me was your gender is an expression. It's actually nothing more than that. Mm -hmm. And but coming up in the in the in the socialization in which I did, it is still a very hard thing for me to understand. Yeah, it's a mindfuck. It really is yeah. that, oh, I don't, I can actually express myself any way I want. And that has nothing to do with anything other than how I might feel that day. Mm-hmm. And I'm allowed to do that. Yep. But I think growing up in the way that Society. I did, I mm-hmm. I it's mm-hmm. it's very exciting, but I'm also still really scared. Yeah, we grew up. I don't know how old you are, but I'm sure we grew up I'm 46. in 46. Different... Oh, yeah. See, yeah, 47. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we grew up in a different I don't a, a look like area. you. You have no wrinkles on your face. I, I'm sure I do. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish we were doing this over. We're not doing this one over YouTube, but your face is so beautiful. That's Thank why you. I'm like, how are I? I'm younger That's than you and yours. I look like shriveled. That's you don't yours. have any wrinkles yeah, you swear. either. You okay. Stop, whatever. Yeah. Okay. But Felony, keep going. Sorry. I don't know where I was going. Everyone's beautiful. Same same age and in the way that we were raised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things were totally different from what they are now. You know, if I was a 17-year-old growing up now, it would be so much easier to, if I wanted to transition or express myself uh, through a gender identity or clothing or whatever, uh, versus when we were growing up. You know, it was, especially, in, well, I grew up in Texas. So, you know, that's the shit. Yeah. You know, well, there's still that. Let's, yeah. let's talk about right now, today. Yeah, that's it's what unbelievable what's happening. That's what I'm saying. Now, like, Texas is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I might it, as well live in a foreign country in Texas. Right? Well, you know, so um, the Center on Colfax, which is, uh, you know, here for our listeners, if if you if you are not going to youth scene um, for mental health and, and support, the Center on Colfax is also your other option. So person that works there, Joe, a little shout out to him. Hey, Joe. He's, Joe. He was telling, um, he was saying that they have gotten at the Center on Colfax a ton of phone calls from parents and families in Texas because they're looking to get out of Texas and they need to know, like, is Colorado a place that we could relocate our family to? Mm -hmm. And like, I just had to like pause on that because think about what it takes and the costs that are associated with relocating your entire Mm -hmm. family because you support your child and you don't want to be thrown in jail for child support. And the cost of living (laughs) difference between Texas and Colorado too. So that's, that's something else to be sad as well. It's horrible. But that's, freaking incredible that they're like hey our family isn't safe here we need to go we need to go and that's a shout out maybe for all of us too to think about if you have any extra things that you can do to support some of these families to get out of texas Mm -hmm. i know the aclu is there and they are trying to um very quickly fight a case after abbott sent that letter and listeners if you don't know what we're talking about alex and i I think we'll do a separate podcast on the don't um, don't say gay bills and this one in particular that is charging parents who or or educators or anyone really medical providers anybody that provides support for trans children for trans children is is that they are classifying as child abuse and you could be thrown in jail so for alex and i we have a child that identifies as transgender anybody in our life could turn us in and have us put in jail because we are supporting that child your child Mm -hmm. Mm super fucked up it really is yeah plain and simple that we think that we're making so much progress and movement and we're not how those assholes in office anyway we know sorry i know we know how yeah sorry i don't even know i asked that yeah i wasn't thinking (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Was, do you still have ties in Texas or are you oh, yeah. like, my yeah. family's there. So I go visit my mom and my aunts and uncles, my grandma and stuff. I was just there in for New Year's. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel safe when you're there? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Sorry, Ella. I know we have like a hilarious. wrestling match going on with our dogs, telling me to push push them away, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we love dogs. I know what's wrong with them. It's like they have this radar that they're like, they're doing something important. Let me make it about me for a minute. It's okay. It can be about them. Um, I do feel safe for the most part because I just go to places that I've been going to for mm-hmm. years and years mm-hmm. so i either you know um home or my family member's house um or the same restaurants or the same gay bars um but as as far as el paso as a whole i i, I guess I, I yeah yeah i haven't really paraded around el paso like i do here it's since i left okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i, I want to say yes and and maybe it is really fucked up what's happening there though. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's, it's not just there. I think at last I checked, there's like 250 bills that are across the nation right now that are somehow targeted against the LGBTQ community, the Supreme court, the case that they're going to be um, presiding over is, is the individual <clears throat> religious rights versus um, LGBTQ rights. I'm fully expecting, given the makeup of the court, that it is not going to side in the favor of the LGBTQ community, which essentially means that anywhere any of us go, if we are refused service because of religious beliefs, we have absolutely no protection or anything that we can do. Mm -hmm. And I say that with like the caveat of like, we all know that this happens anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure we've all been in places where Mm -hmm. Alex and I have definitely been in places where they would not check us out and couldn't give us a reason why other than just, no, I'm not going to do this. Um, so we know why, and there's laws protect, so, so-called protecting us right now, but by lifting, um, those protections, it just really gives quite a runway for anybody to do whatever they want, because they have the support of the Supreme court to do that, that mm-hmm. their religious beliefs, Trump our right to live as everyone else. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me so upset. And I, like I grew up in the church, like I was religious. I don't consider myself religious anymore, but I'm a very spiritual person and I like believe in a higher power. And when you, if we're gonna talk about the Bible and religion, it's always do the right thing, be good to other people. And I don't understand, I, and maybe I missed it or have the wrong Bible, but there was never the, oh, if they're not, if they don't believe in you or believe what you do, then you chastise them and you treat them wrong and you dismiss them, you mistreat them. Like, I don't ever remember reading stuff like yeah. that in forgive the Bible. Forgive the sinner. <laughs> you know, forgive the sinner. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just so like interesting the- that this religion, 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 quit trying to fucking tell us what we need to be doing. Screw your religion and what you believe in. Believe in it, and that's fine. If I don't, that's fine too. Yeah. We can still coexist. Just leave people alone and let them be themselves. If they're not hurting you, hurting themselves, mind your business. We wish. I wish. Mind I your think business. what frustrates me the most too is that the, the quote that we get all the time is from the book of Leviticus, right? And it says, you know, no man should lay with another man. Do we want to talk about the other like 13 things in the book of Leviticus that it says not to do? Mm-hmm. Hello. But we, but we don't talk about those. We only talk about that one sentence. 
So if you want to quote your Bible verses at me, quote then I'm going to ask you, well, what are and you doing? Are you stoning people? Are Jesus you doing never all these even other spoke things? of homosexuality? Never. His his message was treat others like yourself and love God. That's what he spoke of. And who did Jesus hang out with? I have the homosexuals <laughs> and the sinners. I was gonna say it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. That's who he. That's who Jesus hung out with. Jesus was probably a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <I love> <laughs> But like, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. I agree. That's why when people give me that Bible verse, I'm like, can we talk about what else is in that book? Mm -hmm. Because- And do you even know? No. Probably mm -hmm. not. Have you even read the book? No. Because it does not say, be mean to people that are different from you. It does not say that. <laughs> or strip them of all their rights. Yes, yeah. it does not say that. So what's your issue? If you want to start your own mean, cruel religion, then do that. <laughs> you may end up but dying. Don't, don't use the we Bible. We invite a few people to that one. <laughs> so this goes to something we were talking about. That, so you ever know when you like you, you hear something a bunch of times, but then you hear somebody say it to you in a, in a different way. And it's like you've heard it for the first time, the way mm -hmm. that they put it. Mm -hmm. So I had this moment yesterday. We were listening to um, Alok. And Alok, um, am well, I saying it, it right? No, no, you are. It's it's on um, Abby. We can do hard things yes. on the Abby and Glennon uh, podcast. So if you haven't listened to this podcast, like you have to go and listen to it because the comment that they made was, if you are if, like when you come out right, and you have that group of people that are like they're not happy, and you have a really hard time like you know maintaining a relationship with them. Some people that's your parents, or maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's a friend that you've had for a long time, and then all of a sudden they're like, I don't know what to do with you, and so they can't have a relationship with you. He says it in this way where he's like, that's just them mad that they haven't been able to do what you did. That's mm. the reflection of it. Mm -hmm. And it just hit me where, you know, what is it? And, and we have a, we, there's one specific example in our life right now where somebody is not being kind to someone else who is, is coming out and is, is in the process of transitioning. And I look at them and when, when they said this on the podcast, it was like that light bulb went on for me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. so they're just mad that they can't do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I think of a lot of times when these people are out there preaching homophobia, transphobia, I'm like, what is going on oh, inside yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just, you just want to be a homo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't. All my bullies in high school turned out gay. They, Did they oh my really? god! Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I yeah. love running. I into ended bullies. up sleeping with one of them. It's one of my favorite things because I got picked on all the too. time. Um. So what happens when you run into them? Do you say like, "I look good, I feel good, I'm myself, and I'm proud of who I am"? So I'm like, "What's your fucking problem?" Yeah. <laughs> we should start <laughs> remember when you gave me so much shit because you thought you were on top of the world. Now who's on top of the world? How many children do you have by how many other women? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. I've always been very confident after I've met my, my past bullies. I'm like, you know what? I'm, yeah. I'm very confident in who I am. And you're and lucky I go out. that we weren't who we are in now then because yeah. I probably would have decked your ass in your face. Yeah. We would have been going to high school prison. I was very nonviolent. <laughs> like I was like Martin Luther King, like no violence. My oh. mom would even be like, if they're messing with you, punch them, fight them. Yeah, it's fine. Been, and I would be like, I, I can't been Malcolm do that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I'm not gonna fight. I'm still that way. Well, now I'm 
because I'll go to jail like adults go to jail when they fight. <laughs> and I'm afraid of jail. Like I do not, that's not a place for I me. I think everyone should be afraid of jail. Like, it's terrible. I, I was there for 18 hours. Worst 18 hours of my life. <laughs> jail is scary. Yeah. Is. I'm not trying to go to jail. So yeah. So I that's why eat, I don't fight drink, as an pee, adult. poop, nothing. For 18 hours? 18 hours. I was like, oh my God, I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to die here. I was there die. too, Felony. I, I, I'm just, just going to die. How long were you in jail for? Uh, well, not 18 hours, but it was, um, for, for several. <laughs> <laughs> 72. Let's go with 72. <laughs> Alex was in jail for it was, 72 it hours. It was many, many, many moons ago. <laughs> I have seriously lived the most boring life. <laughs> I've been arrested. I wasn't put in a jail cell, but I was in holding. It's because I had a bench warrant because I didn't go to a court date and I, did, I didn't, I completely forgot, got pulled over for speeding. <laughs> and they were like, so you have this warrant and we're, we're gonna have to take you to, I was in Boulder and I just start, they said jail and, and I just start crying and I was like, I can't go to jail, oh my God. And they were like, we're just gonna take you into the station so you can pay you know, the fee, the yeah. fine, and then you're going to go. And I was like, I can't believe I'm going to jail. <laughs> I was a mess. And they kept saying, you're not going to jail. Listen <laughs> to me, bitch. I said you're not fucking going to jail. I guess I was in holding too, because it was like, you can, you know, we'll, we'll put you in this little cell and then you can call call someone to come get you. So this will tell you everything. So when I was little, my dad took me to the police station where they, I think I was getting fingerprinted. Like they would do that with kids at oh. that age. And then they put me in the jail cell and my dad had them close the door. And I think it was because like, I still vividly remember this because I think he was trying to be like, don't ever end up here. You're on an episode of scared straight. You didn't even know it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put her on scared straight. Except she's not still not straight. <laughs> yeah. Still not straight. I just scared. Um, just scared. Just scared. <laughs> but that would be my only time in a jail cell. That was it. I was a little kid and I was like in the cell, like, okay, can I come out now? Yeah. The lights go off. <laughs> I went to jail for a marijuana seed in El Paso. Well, Texas. It's Texas. Mm. I didn't even know it was in my car. Had I known. I would have threw that shit out or swallowed it or something, <laughs> you know. But no, yeah, they had to call the search dogs, you know. They like you could first they put me over for suspicion or excuse me, while black. Mm -hmm. And um, so and they're yep. like, well, this mm -hmm. I'm like this. So yeah, they called the dogs and they found just one seed. And I went to jail. I mean, we could do seed of marijuana. We could do an entire podcast on we just can. that. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I could. Yeah, mm -hmm. I tell you, I didn't eat nothing. And you'd like to eat. I do. And uh, you weren't even hungry, I'm sure. I was very, I was so scared. It's and scary. It is. I'm like, oh my God. It I have to poop terrifying. in front of these people. Oh my God, that's true. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah. Hold it. Like, I can't uh, poop in front of you. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know you, who you are. Yeah. I don't even know your name. I would be yeah, that I can't whiny imagine bitch wiping in the corner in front of crying, somebody. freaking out. Because that's how I was. Yeah. I might as well just, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. You guys want to come? <laughs> and that officer he kept saying we're not taking you to jail we are not taking you to jail it's so interesting 
when you cry as like a male presenting person yeah you cry in front of the police and they don't know what to do oh really? they're like i did it too uh um um uh, uh i don't know what to do with you why are you crying and like, you just kept crying they go i know so many of my friends that have cried and the cops are like um okay here's the ticket and i i have to go because i don't know what to do with you <laughs> yeah i could see that i've i've gotten like speeding tickets and stuff like that and i just I lost my, I actually did lose my license once because I had been speeding so much <laughs> that they wouldn't let me have a driver's license anymore. In your, in your Mini Cooper? Listen, I've, <laughs> I still say that I was very cute in the Mini Cooper. I so, bet you were uh, super cute in the Mini Cooper. It was a convertible. It was Ooh. great with blue race, blue I, um, racing stripes. That was strips. always my dream car. I wanted a Mini Cooper. They're super fun to drive, but they do. Apparently, if you do get so many speeding tickets or like running stop signs within a certain period of time, they will take your license. But I was in New York City and I was like, fine, you can take it because I didn't need to drive anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fine. I was, I got, yeah. so I got pulled over for speeding. It, so I was doing a show in Fort Collins, get to the venue. I don't have any of my clothes. So I had to go back to the hotel. <laughs> so yeah, I was speeding because the show's starting and I'm always running late anyway. Was it at our bar? Was, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and get pulled over on my way back. I'm literally like less than a block away from the venue. Oh, I get pulled over <laughs> and um, they're running my information. And he's like, do you know your license is canceled? No. And I go, well, what's that? <laughs> like, <laughs> is it, he's like, well, it's not, he's like, I can't give you a ticket or, or arrest you. He's like, it's not suspended. It's just canceled. What? <laughs> Who knew that there was council culture for IDs or driver's license? Like, I had no idea. It turns out it was a clerical error. Oh, my God. Did you get, did you even get to your so show? I had, I did get to the okay. show. Like, he was like, I can't really do anything to you. <laughs> were, you were you crying? No, I wasn't. I was, well, I was in drag. So he, <laughs> he was super, that's another thing. If you're in drag, they're like, <laughs> you just see Zara's face right now, <laughs> dear listeners. Just stunned. They're like, I don't know what to do with you. You um, know, there's like a bunch of police officers that are telling the story. Like this one time, I pulled somebody over, and they were in drag, and they started crying. and thought was I was man, taking them to they jail. Were a woman, and it was weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he was like, I can't really, I got a ticket for speeding, but he was like, I can't really do anything. He was because like, you had no license, technically. Go but I did. I did it, but I did. It was like in purgatory, my license was. <laughs> but yeah, it was a clerical error and I had to go like figure it out. And, and when I went to, because I was going to bite the ticket. Stay close to your mic. Oh, sorry. There, there we go. go. There Hi. Go. Hi, everybody. Hi. I'm back. <laughs> um, Yeah, when I went to like the court date or whatever and the cop was there and he was like, yeah, I did my research too. And yeah, it was a clerical error. And like, he brought the ticket down 
because I probably was going like 20 over the speed limit, but he brought it down to five. So like it was a cheaper fine and stuff like that. Like it worked out well. You could have invited him to the show too. He could have been maybe like, you know, his first. I think he was just, he was really confused. Like I had this canceled license. He couldn't do anything to me. I was in all this weird makeup. Yeah, he was just really confused. <laughs> okay, so can, because I know we're coming up on, on time. Can I ask um because this is is something i think felony i've heard you say this and i just want to understand it a little bit better so i'm totally changing gears on us sorry guys so when when someone says hey you can use all pronouns for me as long as it's done respectfully what does like tell tell me a little bit more like what that what that means to you when you say that what what do you want people to understand when you're like hey all pronouns are okay what does that mean i'm not a human i'm not the dumb I'm sent the conscious that you've never um yeah um I identify as non-binary <clears throat> but uh, I'm male presenting so I understand that you know it, it can be very confusing but um also you know I'm, I'm very feminine and so I embody all that and so just I'm just speaking for me personally yeah um so you know if, if, if I'm presenting male which I am you know if you call me he Okay, I get it. Um, but if you also call me she, because a lot of my friends call me, that's a girl, girl. Okay, I get it. But um, yeah, but as, as long as if I have a wig on, I'm definitely female presenting. So I, it, you know, it just kind of goes with it. Like if I'm male presenting, okay, call me male or whatever. But if I have a wig on, you better call me uh, she. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, it did. Okay. I I did. I don't know. Um, so for one of the things I guess is really important for me to for me to always you know can continue on with my learning is that non-binary doesn't actually owe anyone a gender or a pronoun at all. Yeah, right. Neither does trans. You know, mm-hmm. um, you could be trans, um, uh, trans female, but you know, male presenting, and so you know, it's um, I'm trans to me, but uh, maybe not to you as as far as as what you can see. So, but yeah, it's it's yeah, non-binary. Yeah, sorry, this drink is really strong. I know. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, why do I feel like this? Wait a minute, it's funny. I feel <laughs> it took fine. Me a second. Wait till I stand up. I'm like, whoa, that just came from the bathroom. That's what oh. happened. I was like, oh, got out of the bathroom. So, oh, it's great in here. I said, oh, that shower is really nice. <laughs> I might get in there. <laughs> we lose it, is nice it is. I yeah. like to sit down and shower. <laughs> but thank you for taking me through that. Cause that for, that's like been such a, and, and again, like Alex, we, you've taught me so much about this because I think I am one of those people for a long time that I thought expression owed you something that in, and when, you know, I, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast that being the partner of a person that transitioned, there was not a lot of information for me as being like, well, no, this is what I've always thought of gender. This is how my body feels. And then, so not having that lived experience and trying to find like people that would just tell me like, so what is it? What does it feel like? And what feels respectful? Um, it's so nice when people share that with me because it does help me be a better partner and helps me be a better ally because not all of us have all the same lived experience. And so Mm -hmm. I ask all the questions. I try to do it respectfully. Um, but it is because I genuinely want to know, like yeah. when someone says, well, Hey, I'm non-binary, but this is what gender feels like, or doesn't feel like for me. I think sometimes if, if for allies out there, we get so worried about messing it up mm-hmm. when we ask 
So I try to just be respectful and be like, so tell me what I need to know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more like when I'm being respectful, it's like when someone goes out of the way to call me bro or dude, Hey bro. When like you, well, you clearly are talking, you know, to my felony profile, you know, try to insult me when I reject him or whatever. Okay. Whatever, dude. Oh, so they're using it as like a passive aggressive. That's just yucky. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, yeah. And what about for you? And for me, I just, I, I don't want to say that I don't care, but like, it all feels good to me. All of it. All of it feels good to me. And I, and again, it's, it's also expression. Like sometimes I'm expressing through stereotypical feminine ways. And sometimes I'm expressing myself through stereotypical masculine ways. Like I, I'm at all. And I tell people all the time, we, I come from a male and a female. So therefore I'm both like, we're, we're both, we come from both. We we're both like, we're going to have some feminine things that we have. We're going to have some masculine. Cause we come from both male and female. Like it's my just, clitoris turned into a penis <laughs> in, yeah. in the womb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we come from both. And I, I just, I just feel comfortable. And, and I've always been very androgynous, like with just who I am. And, and now that I have the language to, present and use like I'm just like yeah all pronouns are fine with me what about you are all pronouns fine for you um you know uh no I I am basically like they he I mean if I'm if I would go nitty-gritty mm-hmm. I mean I'm they all the time but um he of course in in drag but I mean I could even just because I'm trans I'm as Dr. J has talked about like, you know, the masculine of the center, whatever that that center really is, even though there's just just be state of being. But I like to present more masculine. So therefore I'm trans masculine. But like being she, being called she is like like a, a knife in my gut. Mm-hmm. And and I remember being called she like in a um a drag show one time and it was a cis gay man and he did it over and over again and is so we can go on that that path or not it's fine but um yeah but i think the 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 bottom line is politely ask right what feels good to you how would you like or me to call refer? me by my name yeah hey, i will felony. say just call me by my fucking mm-hmm. name if you don't know just say hey felony mm-hmm. hey or hey bitch i mm-hmm. will accept bitch <laughs> For every, for every I have day. a question, Alex. When <laughs> someone misgenders you and says she, how do you react in that situation? Well, in the situation with at the drag show, um, all of his friends like stiffened and they were like, mm. they were we were all waiting. And it finally they were like, he, he's 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 he, he's a, he's a drag king. And um, and the and he he turned and looked at me and he was like, oh oh and i'm looking at him like and and so it was just the point where i politely exited because like Mm -hmm. it was the pre-show mingle so i'm like yeah i'm out i'm out Mm -hmm. um but there have been other situations where i've been she and i just sometimes i'll I'll pop in and say hey my pronouns were they them and then other times i just i just let it go because depending on the person if if it's like more of like a a quick interaction and I don't have the energy or the mm-hmm. space to just mm-hmm. like explain it. 
So I have a question for you. Like, um, like so I always say girl for everything. Hey girl, I call everybody girl. Does what does that offend you if I were to say, hey girl? You know, Kylie, um, we've had a conversation about this too. And no, actually, because especially I guess it's it's the nuances a little bit of drag culture, like, or maybe it's drag culture, maybe it's not, but um it almost like, yes, those are gendered terms, like but no <laughs> yeah to me girl means friend hey girl hey girl hey friend i think it might be a little bit of like in community versus out of community because yeah. i feel that way about the word queer if somebody outside of the community calls me queer i don't like it mm. actually i don't like anybody even when i hear people outside of the community call me a lesbian i'm like you don't get to call me anything but if you're in the community with me you can call me a whole bunch of things and i'm okay with it because it feels safe it feels safe mm -hmm. and sometimes like i don't like the way it even sounds coming out of somebody's mouth outside of the community mm. okay yeah yeah i, feel that. I totally feel mm -hmm. that yeah thank you alex yeah thank you yeah, i appreciate that thank you yeah i have always like uh, Say, hey, girl, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> hey, girl, like the other day, Al, um, Lex uh, asked, asked something. I said, oh, whatever, girl. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, Lex doesn't get me. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. But I think that's the, like, when you, because I've definitely stepped in it, like, just that's that's the circle back around, you know, right? That's that's the healing part, right? Mm -hmm, when, yeah. you, when you're aware of it, you're like, oh, God, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, it's always from a place of love for me. I'm like, hey, what? like I said, that's just the way I talk. Yeah. So is this like a little bit you think what people will experience when they tune into your podcast? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Maybe a little worse. I was just gonna say it might be a little bit more gritty. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really now that we found out we can use curse words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and drink. <laughs> yeah, your authenticity will be is just going to be like magnetic, like no other. Oh my god, we might get banned from the airwaves. Do you guys have a name for it yet? We've been saying F and Z, but I don't know. I don't know. We're, I, yeah. we're still trying to. So one of it was Pussy Talk. We wanted to call it Pussy Talk. <laughs> I like but that name. I, like I need guy. you all to break that one down for me. Why would it be Pussy Talk? So. <laughs> For me, so when I say like pussy and and the C word, mm -hmm. um, crackers, <laughs> cheese. I mean, the real salt, like Cookies. saltine. Um, it's for me. It's honoring the essence of a woman for me, and and honoring that and. And taking a word that can be negative and bad and turning it into something really positive and amazing. Cause I I love women so much. Me too. Um, th that's who I was raised by and who I was around. And I love women so much. And so I think it's like the N-word when black people use the N-word, like they're changing it, they're making it ours. And that's kind of like what I do with with pussy is it, it's it's honoring the essence of a woman and how I was created and brought into this world. Like, so that's yeah, that, that's that's my pee talk. No, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Your pussy talk. Mm -hmm. That's my pussy talk. Pee control. Yeah. I, I don't oh, pee control is cool. Ah! Pee control. Did you hear that? That was one of my favorite drag numbers that I did. Okay, go ahead. Wait, which one? Pussy control pussy by control. Prince. Yes. Good call, call it pee control. I'm into that. Boys and motherfucking girls. 
Yes. But that's that's a great song. Ah, oh, P control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole song. Yeah, it's called Please Control. Oh, it's that's how we can by open Prince it. And MPG. Yeah, off of the gold. Oh album. my god. That would be that's a Boom. great that's a great name. P I control. Love it. P control. It could be penis or pussy. P- yeah. There's something for everyone. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Or it could be something completely different. Part. <laughs> part. This is your part. Professional. <laughs> yeah, professional. <laughs> So what are, what are you, so it, it obviously the, the P control or whatever it's going to be called, what are you hoping people will get from it? Listening to it? What is like one thing you want to do with it? Like for us, it was a lot of times we talk about how we were and people that listen to this, you know, we talked about compet last time. So the, the ways that it, uh, straightness was pushed onto mm. you and I, we, we talk a lot about like just kind of dissecting and breaking that down being like, Hey, we're your queer, we're your queer friends. It's okay to be queer how to be queer, especially if you were forced into straight, straight narratives. That's like our one thing that we really like to get across to people. What's like one thing you want your listeners to get when they listen to you? The beauty of queer black joy. I'm gonna give you two. I hope that they leave uh, learning just one thing, whether it be just whatever we talked about, uh, even if it doesn't pertain to them or not. And I want them to leave uh, feeling more happy than they came in. Mm-hmm. Feeling better. Yeah, I always want people to leave feeling better than what they came in. And also, like, yeah, we as queer Black folks, we go through a lot of shit that's not good, but we overcome and there's mm-hmm. this beauty and there's this joy. And so I want people to like listen and hear like, oh, there's a struggle there. There's some negative stuff going on here but there's also this great beauty and this joy and happiness too yeah yeah that's what i want and then to follow us and tip us money yes you heard it here <laughs> you, you heard it here first so yeah I donate to you seen donate to you seen or my personal Venmo account <laughs> Can we link? The, we'll link it's these for you. It's misdemeanor. Yes. <laughs> it's felony misdemeanor. Zara. And then are you tip dash Zara? Okay. And cash app dollar sign felony misdemeanor. Hey. <laughs> and and folks, we'll put this in the. We'll link it in in for you guys because you you're both just. And thanks so much. I'm for single too, us. so I'm looking for all single daddies. Yeah. I don't care if you have children. I'll spoil them. As long as you have a, like a good net income. That's are what you saying. single too right now? Yeah, I'm dating. She's fucking. <laughs> All right, it is. I wouldn't even say it's dating. I'm just, I'm hanging out with someone. She's fucking. But you like this someone. I do like him. You like him. She's fucking his dick. We actually haven't had sex yet. And this is a whole other conversation because his parts are way larger than I expected. <laughs> So she's scared. <laughs> Terrified. <laughs> I cannot wait to listen to your podcast. <laughs> I think everyone listening to this podcast is going to be listening to your podcast. Because <laughs> Alex always tries for me to get to talk about sex on here. And I'm like, mm, mm, mm. Oh, But yeah. I love it. Very yeah, sex we're positive. definitely going to talk positive. about sex. Yeah, I'm sex positive too. Which is funny because I'm also a prude with myself. I'll encourage somebody else. You do Everything. You go put that fist but me, in there. I'm like, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I could never put my fist in there. You want to do that? Do it. Oh my God. Yes. I support you 1000%. Yeah. 
And me, I'm like, oh no, I can't do it. Yeah. Me, I'm like, here, let me I show want you. Everybody to have the best sex. I'm but me, I'm like, mm, mediocre sex is okay. Just kidding. Okay, I want good sex. I I'm think everybody let me wants teach good you. sex. Let me show you how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so would we do that on the podcast here, where you here, tell people? Let's Google this. Yeah, we need to write this down. Yes, yeah, we're totally going to do that. Uh-huh. We're going to so have a sex positive, yes. black queer joy. Mm-hmm. Queer I mean, joy. All this is the stuff that people can expect. Body positivity. Yeah, all yes. about that. I need to listen to your podcast. We'll talk oh about gosh. food. We're going to talk about food. Lots of food. I love food. Drinks. Mm-hmm. Trends that mm-hmm. are going on. I love mm-hmm. it. Sex positive. And shit that bothers us. Yes. Can you talk about sex positive for like reformed Catholics? 1000%. Yes, do it. <laughs> Go suck that dick. Yeah. It's okay. And if do God it in says the church. It's okay. <laughs> Jesus says it's okay. Maybe, maybe not dicks. <laughs> over here <laughs> maybe maybe not okay well go put your face on someone's genitalia yes <laughs> put your mouth on someone's genitalia yes and enjoy it that's make right. yourself love it that's right <laughs> whatever that genitalia is yes whatever it is yeah. whatever it is all genitalia this is because this is the shit alex wants me to talk about all the time i'm like oh no 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 alex we can't talk about that no. My no. parents listen to this. Hi, mom and dad. Well, I hope y'all are doing it. Well, you know, your mom and oh dad had sex. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, your mom sucked your dad's dick. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Mom, dad, I love you. I'm so sorry. Don't apologize. Just it's okay. <laughs> Encourage them. Sex positivity. Yes. She's done it before. You got to admit it. Come on, Kim. Oh admit it. God. Admit it, Kim. And if she did. hasn't, she's going to do it now. Well, and I hope, I hope it's, it's, I'm going to move this away from my parents because I don't think any of them. <laughs> <laughs> necessarily like to think of them. No, sorry, 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 Mr. Sex, and Mrs. Yeah. Salvaggio. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I, I actually would love to do this again and talk about being sex positive because yes. I think it's some insight that I definitely need because you get, people on our podcast have heard this. I was, I wasn't taught about sex. And the first time I learned about it, it was from a priest. And he, oh, that's wrong. Person. I know. I mean, talk about the wrong person to teach a little gay yeah. girl about sex. I am and they told me that masturbation was a sin and so i was i think i was 13 at the time and i didn't know what masturbation was yet that really and i've had like a couple yes they're jerking off every day i know and they told us and i and all i remember is and it was they were jerking off every day no 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 (laughs) you know it was um like our catholic school was it wasn't all girls or all boys it was it was everyone and i remember his name was monsignor beerster so anybody else that's monsignor beerstein beerster beerster so anyone else that like survived saint joan of arc in pennsylvania like you're gonna remember this but he would put us and it was we were in eighth grade and monsignor and he was really old at the time like 70s or 80s and he came like joe biden yes in fact he kind of looked like joe biden oh my god yes and he came in joe biden trying to tell you about sex and he came in and he's like so masturbation is wrong and i was like i don't even know what masturbation is and all i remember is all the boys in the class were like real fidgety and like (sighs) because they were because they probably were at that time they were masturbating but you know sometimes with girls like maybe they're a little bit later maybe they are around them but i love it when women tell me about them masturbating it's my favorite really yes i love hearing women tell me about masturbating because i feel like for a long time i didn't think women did 
Oh, and that's a problem that we think that, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't want women to think that. Masturbate. Oh, you have to. Put it in there. Yes. I know there's that, whatever, that, that article that talks about, you know, give your 13, your 12, yeah. 13 year old daughter a, a vibrator and be like, go experiment. Mm -hmm. Well, cause they say with girls. Is that too young? Or is, I don't know. So I, I've definitely, with all the kids I've talked about masturbation and like normalized it from like a pretty early age. That's like awesome. I remember our, my daughter being like eight years old and we were driving home from Wyoming and she was like, I am going to masturbate when I'm older. And I was like, yes, you are. I have done my job as a mother <laughs> that I have awesome. broken out of the Catholic don't do this. But the way I explained it to both of my children was that I didn't want them to be their first time having an orgasm with being another ashamed. being ashamed or thinking that it was about like the other person and attaching mm, all. And I'm like, you can do it. All you can yourself. actually, and it's important that you love yourself and yep. you understand your own body. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I just remember, I was like, Kim, you gotta just dive into this because you want your kids to be sex positive and I mm -hmm. want them to be body positive. So it was almost like I had to teach them the opposite of what I was yep. given, and this is nothing against my mom and dad are amazing and wonderful people, different. but his times are different and they did the best that they could with what they knew. That's why there are so many baby boomers back then. Because mm -hmm. they didn't just take care of things themselves. Yeah. They're just fucking. Yeah. Yep. But I would love to have you come back on and talk about sex positive, yeah. all, yeah. all of it. It'd mm -hmm. be amazing. I need to start listening to myself about sex. Listen to myself more. Yeah. yeah. Well, the permission that you give other people other that you people, might not be yeah. giving yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's because of how I was raised and taught. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that voice is not your own. It's not. I don't know whose it is. Uh, who's, who's it's it not Jesus. Like? It's not Jesus. It might be Noah. Fucking Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Noah, man. It might be Noah. Oh, stupid Noah. All right. Well. Let's wrap this one and then let's have, we'll keep you guys tell us the title that you come up with and where our listeners can find it. And what else do we got to do? Is that it? We do all the things at the end. Yep. Um, all right, Balls of Magic, make sure to go to Youth Scene on Instagram. I always forget all the things. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. Twitter. What else are we on? Only fans. Only fans. Okay. <laughs> We're not doing anything. <laughs> We're all just doing the drop challenge. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing sexual. It's yeah, just yeah. an OnlyFans. Because I think OnlyFans started with like women who like knit it. Yeah, it was or weird. something. It was yeah, weird. like it was nothing sexual to oh. start off. Yeah. I heard people make a good living on OnlyFans. Yeah. I had to hear that too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have an OnlyFans. Maybe I'll get one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so you've seen on all those platforms, you can also go to youthscene.org, -E throw us some money. And you can email us, Kim and I, at howtobequeerpodcast at gmail.com and find us on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And Felony Misdemeanor and Ms. Zara. Yeah, I'll have all the things. I'll put it in a, in a post. You yes. both are amazing. Thank You're you for amazing. spending this time with us. This was, this was awesome. really fun. Thank you so much. I can't wait to have you all back. And then next time, I think when we're on, we are going to talk about that podcast a little bit more around gender. And so if you uh, listeners, if you want to keep up to date with us, it is on, we can do hard things with Glennon Doyle and Abby Wombach. The book is also called 
um, what was the title of the book? We ordered it. We're going to be reading it. Read along with us. Well, they have two, maybe three or four different books. One of them is called Beyond the Gender Binary. Um, and I don't remember the other ones. But we will be reading it. Read it along with us. And that way, when we break it down in our next podcast, you're, you're right there with us, folks. Okay. Till next time. Till next time. We love you. Bye. Jesus. Bye-bye.